Welcome to Deep Cuts Lost and Found. This is round number 42. We am here with my very best friends from Needham High School. We all graduated together back in 1987. We've been sharing music ever since then. I'm here with Bill Federko, Derek Brain, Chris Nashawadi. Our buddy Rich Air is taking the week off, but he'll be back with us next week. This week, we're going backwards in time. We're going to 1976. It's Deep Cuts Lost and Found. second show in the third season so we're going to do a little bit of an interesting experiment we're going to basically go backwards in time so we're going to go back from 1976 1975 we had started our entire show this whole podcast with the year 1977 kind of the year that punk broke so now we're going both forwards and backwards in time we're going to also move into the 2000s and continue on i hope everybody can keep up but it should keep it fresh and exciting very confusing for me but hopefully our listeners get it the x-axis will extend in both directions while the y-axis remains constant exactly thank you chris thank with you. some themes in the middle yeah, yeah. it'll be great as long as it's ceteris parabus i'm fine with it that's good i have to say looking at the musical offerings from 1976 it became very clear why we started in 1977 because it was a mix of like maybe like eh, like a small handful, like less than a handful of like what you would call maybe like alternative albums and that we'll obviously have to fight over. And then like the rest is pretty much just classic rock. You betcha. Um, and disco, so, a lot of disco. Yeah, and disco. A lot, of, a disco. lot of disco, a lot of prog rock still, you know, for um, sure. But it's, it's, it's definitely, I mean... Looking at 76, it's very clear that something big happened in 77. Yeah, 100%. But I'm, I'm looking forward to digging into this, for sure, just because it's fun. It's tough. It was a tough year for me. I know Tom was, you know, circling the globe looking for uh, various uh, artists, but, you know, I stuck right here in the U.S. of A. Actually, I didn't. <laughs> One artist is across the sea, but Oops. anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was hard for me because, I mean, there's a lot of good albums, but they were either really popular or they're one of the three or four or five albums that all of us think of when we think of like yeah. early alternative. I think this season may be more challenging because we're also going into the later 2000s, which is not a sweet spot for us either. So it's going to be a little bit on well, each end. Well, it should be a sweet spot for you, I think. <laughs> it, it is a I sweet mean, spot for me. Know, yeah. I think some of us are more in touch with like the musical zeitgeist than others. Oh, I mean, Tom, absolutely. I think Rich and I are going to have a hard time. You know, Oh, gee, Rich has got all his jam bands though. Yeah, but we don't want to listen to those. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Do we have a whammy button we can hit when he tries to play that? And Stephen Malcolmus only put out records every few years, so I'm kind of screwed too. But Pavement got back together. Maybe you can find some way to circle yeah. back. <laughs> but uh, no, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. It'll be. I think season three will be our most challenging season. I think, <laughs> no, no, no. But I say that because who doesn't love when the trapeze artist is up there? Pulling That's off right. some insane shit, you know? It could be a real <laughs> amazing feat, or it could yeah. be splat. Yeah. Just, do, <laughs> do some of my best work when I'm barely hanging on. Exactly. Uh, who's, got, who's, got the, uh, who's got a little something-something about the year? Who's that? 1976, it's me. Break it down for us. Oh. That's me. Okay, so uh, 1976, a really 
interesting year brought to you by the letter C. C for Jimmy Carter, C for CB radios, and C for that white devil cocaine. A <laughs> uh. lot of the C's going on. So 1976 is the year of the bicentennial and America is swept up in red, white, and blue bunting fever. It was also the year that I, yours truly, moved to Needham, Massachusetts. Uh, no kidding. It's a huge yeah. year in Needham. So, so it's big year for Needham. Still celebrated. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> man, it, bigger year for Needham than it is for America, but still, 200 years, not bad for America. I actually remember the year vividly uh, because we had moved from the mean streets of Brookline and back then it felt like the country a little bit yeah and um there was you know literally red white and blue flags everywhere and there was a great fourth of july parade did you decorate your bike that year i remember decorating my bike and being in the parade i did all of that and i was it was so much fun and uh i just remembered the bicentennial year very very fondly anyway to the news and fun facts all right Progressive peanut farmer Jimmy Carter defeats incumbent Gerald Ford to become president of the United States. Uh, he brings along his embarrassing brother, Billy, who is interested in beer and starts his own line of beer, uh, which isn't very good. <laughs> Apple Computer is founded by Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak in a garage in California. The Lutz family buys and flees their haunted house in Amityville, New York, 28 days after moving in, inspiring the schlock horror classic, The Amityville Horror. Hmm. Serial killer Son of Sam claimed his first victim. The Steelers defeated the Cowboys in Super Bowl X, the first one I remember watching. The Big Red Machine beat the New York Yankees in the World Series. Big Red Machine is the Cincinnati Reds, Tom. <laughs> he knew that. Thank you. <laughs> I need that too. I didn't need that. I don't know what you're talking about. The NBA and the ABA merged. Romanian gymnast Nadia Comaneci, 14 years old, steals the world's hearts. Seven in, gold? In the Montreal Seven Olympics. perfect scores or something? Don't know any of that. Just know that she <laughs> scored the Olympics first perfect 10 in gymnastics. I think she got seven. It was insane. But I do remember her very much. I think we watched the Olympics on a black and white TV. Sounds about right. Uh, so I think we were staying in... Um, Pocasset or Pompanesset in the Cape, you know, yep. so we'd go to the beach in the day and then we'd have this little black and white TV like on the floor. Yep. <laughs> and we sat on the floor and watched the Olympics in black and white. <laughs> we were like farm homesteading. Yes. Like the olden <laughs> days. Patty Hearst was found guilty of armed robbery of a San Francisco bank with members of the Symbionese Liberation Army. She claimed that she had been brainwashed by the radical group but was sentenced to seven years in prison. The judge wasn't buying it. But Jimmy Carter frees her 22 months later. Mm. Softy. The $2 <laughs> bill was introduced. Does anyone remember that? The $2 bill being introduced. The, I remember the $2 bill. I do not remember when it was introduced. Who was on it? Come on, guys. Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin? No, he's uh -oh. on the hundy. <laughs> oh. Was it Madison? No, it was not Madison. It was Thomas Jefferson to save time in the Make for Better Radio. Okay, in pop culture, The Family Feud, hosted by Kissin' Bandit Richard Dawson, debuted, and sales of herpes simplex medicine skyrocketed. More importantly to yours truly, uh, one of my favorite shows of the era, Quincy, debuted with Jack Klugman as the uh, 
curmudgeonly medical examiner. I don't think this was an accident. Who lives on uh, a... <laughs> yeah, the best part of Quincy's always when he's explaining to his assistant Sam what's going on. It looks like a subdural hematoma, Quince. You mean he had a black eye? And they always like do it and then it's like, <laughs> they do it in English and then they do it in medical. It's like, can you explain <laughs> the name of the Cincinnati Reds to tell <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so, so anyway. Quincy debuted, as did Battle of the Network Stars. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. That was Classic. the best. Farrah, baby, I don't make the rules. Very high shorts. Yeah, yeah. And whenever Linda Carter was on. Yeah. <laughs> it also had both the Heathers. Yes, Locklear and Thomas, right, exactly. A lot of Bruce and Jenner, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> the Muppet Show debuted, as did the Gong Show, and a little something called What's Happening. Nice. Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life came out. Frampton Comes Alive, Hotel California, Boston's first record. This is the era of like the multi-platinum, fill the arena. Dinosaurs. Sort of like, you know, cock rock dinosaurs <laughs> era. And it was a great year in movies. Uh, we had Rocky, Taxi Driver, Carrie, All the President's Men, Network, The Omen. The Outlaw Josie Wells, The Bad News Bears, and a very coked out, bringing us back to the beginning, see what I did there? <laughs> a very coked out David Bowie and The Man Who Fell to Earth. But we'll talk more about a coked out David Bowie, I assume, later in the show. And that is 1976 in the proverbial nutshell. Very nice. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like you should be in a newsroom right now. Now for a look at sports. Here, is... right. here in Phoenix, the weather is fantastic. Oh, well done, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, Billy Federico, why don't you uh, why don't you throw the uh, the blazing trail forward? Nineteen seventy six, kick it off, baby. Well, I can just pick up one point on the seventy six. There was another fun fact I found. You guys ever hear that band Cloutu? Everybody what? thought they were the Beatles. No, you guys. Do you guys remember this no, at all? I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about. So in 1976, this band Cloud Two, K-L-A-A-T-U, uh, released a record. And then this guy who worked for the Providence Journal listened to it. It didn't have photos of the band and no nothing that would identify who they were, or what they looked like. And he goes, This sounds a lot like the Beatles. And it did to some extent. And then that became a whole meme. I mean, before there were memes, obviously, but People started talking about it. everybody thought this Cloud 2 album was the Beatles, and the Beatles wouldn't deny it. You know, the Capitol Records wouldn't say anything about it. Eventually, it came out that this band was not the Beatles. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't remember if anybody remembered the Cloud 2 conspiracy that occurred. No, it's to me. All right. Well, check it out. All right, but I'm supposed to make a pick. All right. Well, I'm going to go with a band who actually I think does sound a little bit like Alternative from the 80s, which is very odd. Um, this band's from San Francisco. They're called the Flaming Groovies, and uh, they have a, a jangly kind of garage power pop sound, um, and they sound like a lot of bands that came much later, so I think they're a precursor to, to that sound. Uh, the song is Shake Some Action from the uh, album of the same name, Shake Some Action. It's uh, the Flaming Groovies. Deep Cuts Lost and Found.
What an amazing guitar riff that is. It's just so unbelievably catchy. Reminds me of like all of our favorite like pop, you know, sort of pop, uh, I don't know, how do you describe this genre? I don't know what it is. Power pop. Power pop, um, yeah. Power it's... pop, jangly power pop. Yeah. Dave Edmonds produced it. You can tell. Who did? Dave Edmonds. Oh, uh, okay, like, yeah. Once I picked up on that, I'm like, oh, I feel you can hear the Nick Lowe. Yeah. You know, in there and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of this one song from a few years later that I really love called The Starry Eyes by a band called The Records. Yeah, yeah. It has a, kind of a similar sound to it. And you also see how maybe like a guitarist like Peter Buck yeah. really mm-hmm. was influenced by that kind of, you know, sounds like it was done on a Rickenbacker kind of sound. But yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's a good one. It does not sound like most of 76. It really surprises me. Uh, fun fact, Cracker covered this song for the Clueless soundtrack. Oh, really? Did you know Interesting that? Assignment. I didn't know Cracker was even on the Clueless soundtrack. Now you know. Uh. <laughs> Chris, where do you want to take us? Well, I have a mix tonight of sort of songs that feel like alternative rock and songs that feel like very 1976. And so I'm going to start, as Bill did, with the one that sort of feels more alternative-y. And that's, uh, you know, I've made no secret of my, my fandom of Perubu. Um, in the past, and they put out what I think is their best album in 1976. It's called Dub Housing. And I think on the live show we did, I played uh, a song um, that they played in Poland yeah, from, I remember from, that. from this album. Yeah. So I'm going to pick a different song from this album from the studio record. It's called On the Surface. This is early Perubu, sort of doing the, the weird alternative fringe thing before that really became a genre. So here they are. Deep cuts.
another amazingly catchy riff man one of the best exports out of cleveland ever yeah it's funny i um i never like was the big like for a long time i would i you know would read a lot about Perubu or whatever and just say it wasn't my cup of tea you know what i mean so it really was an acquired taste and i just went deep and hard on them on the uh during the pandemic don't don't cock an eye, but I want to say deep and hard. But um, it made me think of uh, something that happened recently. I was I was um, having brunch with my my kids, and uh, I was having a cup of coffee, and they were like, "Can I try coffee?" So I was like, "Yeah, your mom's not here. Sure, take a sip of coffee." <laughs> so. But she doesn't know won't hurt. Yeah, so so you know, he takes a sip of coffee. He's like, "That's disgusting. I can't believe like you drink that and like you wake up wanting that and like you go out of your way to go and get that. Like it's terrible." And I was like, "Yeah, but you get used to it, and it becomes delicious." <laughs> and uh, and that's how I feel about Perubu. That's your Perubu, everyone. That's my Perubu story. It's the cilantro of. Uh, <laughs> of alternative well, rock Dave, bands. I mean, you've got Dave Thomas's voice, which is a. Uh, somewhat acquired of a taste yeah. and yeah. uh then you got that kind of piercing keyboard and what yeah. going on so yeah, yeah. I, I can see why that could take a little while it might taste a little bitter at first yeah but it's you know it's 1976 it's good for them you know what i mean like they were they were in the middle of the country with like a divining rod that was picking up a frequency that other people who were in big cities hadn't quite picked up yet so good for them I think of them like the Pixies in a lot of ways. Like they just were doing their own very unique thing. And it was, you know, tied to some degree to other sounds, but it was really its own thing and really special. Derek, you're up, man. Okay. I guess I'm going to do, um, you know, an artist or a band that was, uh, you know, part of the breaking punk movement. You know, a younger uh, Joe Strummer uh, was in a band called the 101ers. Um uh, named after the address of a squat that a bunch of the members of the band lived in. And in 1976, the Sex Pistols open up for the 101ers. And as soon as Joe Strummer saw that, he was like, well, this is done. He's like, "I, the world doesn't need another, you know, English blues band. You know, I'm going to do something else because this has opened my eyes. And then form the clash thank god thank god yeah but this this particular song came out in 76 um as a single the b-side of which was a uh, five-star rock and roll petrol the name of the song is keys to your heart you know it very much sounds like the clash uh in a lot of ways you know maybe hasn't hit his stride lyrically yet um you know one of the lyrics that i was musing over was uh i used to be a teenage drug taker i used to hate the taste of cheese uh i was well, going to be an undertaker <laughs> Yeah, I, I used to hate the taste of cheese. I don't know. Maybe that's a Britishism I don't really, I'm not familiar with. But um, I was so. just like, why is he talking about cheese? Um, but, you know. Or fromage in general. Exactly. But uh, I mean, I guess there's a history of, you know, Monty Python and talking about cheese. So, you know, it seems fine to me. <laughs> but anyways, but it's a great song. I like it. It's the 101ers and the song is Keys to Your Heart.
catchy but i can totally see how he like would feel square playing this as soon as he shifted over to do the clash stuff but yeah i mean like that middle section is very kind of like a pub rock kind of you know you could see how this you know it was kind of a bar band kind of feel it's like and, dire know. straits twisting by the pool ish you know yeah yeah, yeah. Like, then he decided he wanted to do garage rock thank god god bless him for that well, I got two songs. One that I heard in 1976, uh, and then one you heard this in 76. You remember what you heard? Do you remember this one from 76? No, no, not this song. Not this song. No, not this song. The two picks that I have. Seeger's Night Moves, I believe you. Otherwise, I'm not. No, no, no. I got one. My two picks. One of them is one that I definitely got in 1976, and I heard in 1976. The other one I definitely heard very recently, thanks to, and I'll play that one because it's a more energetic pick. this is from a wonderful uh, record label called Finders Keepers, which is a DJ named Andy Votel and Doug Shipton. And they basically go around the world finding these incredibly obscure international labels and dig through them and find these just gems of music. Um, the track I'm going to play is is a Pakistani um, soundtrack song. It's, I think, absolutely wonderful. It's two this brothers who played. remember from 76. No, I do not remember this from 76. We were, we were seven and listening to Pakistani. Okay. That's right. That's the kind of dude I am. I mean, I don't um, know what you guys want to do, ELO or something, I suppose. <laughs> the vocalist is Nahid Akhtar. Her voice is incredible. And the brothers are known as Tafo. They are basically tabla players. It's uh, Alif Hussein, Tafu, and uh, Shabazz Hussein. Uh, they're very interesting players. I hope you dig it. Uh, it's Deep Cuts Lost and Found. Hey, 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 hey. 
And it just keeps on shifting and changing. I dig it, man. I dig it. Wow, going with the obvious choice. So that's that's a song from the like a, a movie soundtrack. Yes, exactly. It, um, it's a, it's a. I've been trying to find out what that movie was about, but I really can't. It's only described as an action, a sleazy action film. That sounds that's about the right. Only information I can find about Chris it. This is listening. You have my attention. Pakistani sleazy action. I know. But I love the way it starts. That you know. Hey, but I really but more than anything, I wanted to know what was happening as that music was. Oh my god, right? Would love to see that because I'm sure it was really entertaining. Yeah. It's probably like a wild bus chase. Pakistan was like knocking out a ton of movies in this time period in the mid seventies. And all of the musicians were like really interested in psychedelic rock. And they were hearing, you know, really interesting music from around the world, from Westerns. You can hear a little bit of like a Western kind of a sound in there. These were all like, you know, pretty hardcore musicians and they got a chance to do whatever they wanted. Right. Cause there was so much material. They just were just knocking out one after the other. But I thought this was just a masterpiece of beautiful chaos. That was fun. Really. Thank you for banger, indulging man. me. All right. Well, we're back to the top of the deck. It's a short group. This uh, the, without Rich, it's uh, only four of us cranking it out. So, oh, oh, Billy, maybe I you can find something less esoteric. I doubt it. <laughs> it's gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've been torn between Bowie and another band, and I'm. I think Nash. I have a feeling he might play it. So I'm gonna let Nash take Bowie, and I'm gonna go with. We didn't uh, even have to do rock paper scissors. I, no, nope. I, I got it by default. I bow to you. All right, I'll take it. You're hot tonight. I want to give it to you. Give the ball the hot hand. That's a basketball reference, Tully. No so no, I'm going to choose a really obvious band. You can include me in these sports references. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <dude. laughs> okay. uh, Led Zeppelin. I'm choosing a song by Zeppelin. Uh, and I'm choosing this song because it's the one I listen to the most. And like the last two weeks, I've been listening to songs from 1976. And you've been listening to Presents. Yes. But, right. but really just this song. Just the uh, okay. last song. So yeah, this is... Second to last record from Zeppelin from Presence. Not my favorite Zeppelin album by any stretch. Can I can I stop you and just ask you like where Presence falls on like the the, the Zeppelin spectrum? It's probably like the bottom. Is I call it the Zeppelin? <laughs> it's the Hindenburg part. <laughs> the spectrum. Uh, it's probably like six. 
Or maybe it's even seven. But like above Coda. Well, I don't know. Right. Co- close Co- Coda. Coda has its strengths. For this song in Achilles' Last Stand, yeah. uh, this sounds pretty good. So this okay. song is uh, uh, Nobody's Fault But Mine. And uh, man, it rocks. It is so tight. Uh, the groove is great. The band is really locked in. John Bonham sounds like he's breaking the fucking drums every time he hits the bass drum. It's uh, it's based on a, a Blind Willie Johnson song. And I, I think Nina Simone even did a version of it, obviously, before um, Zeppelin. So just to be clear, we're playing Led Zeppelin on a show called Deep Cuts. Yes, but the yeah. song is a deep cut. And you're, you're so asking asking for a flag, for a takedown flag with this it's one. okay. I'm going to play a hit later on. So guys. <laughs> Well, if everybody knows this song, but I don't, I don't think everybody does. It's uh, nobody's fault but mine. Let's have one.
this is one of the bands I wish I'd seen live. Because, my God, can you imagine seeing this? What a workout. Is that just a mean-ass song? It's fantastic. Oh, the stops. How Uh, tight they are. Their timing. so tight. Even ripped some harmonica there. Very blues traveler at that moment. (laughs) Well, that just seems like designed to make like high school cover bands go... Uh, I don't think we can do this. this is, uh, there's no way we can pull this off. He did that one rip, and then what? Yeah, he's. I remember being captivated by this album, probably because my older brother had it. But the artwork of it, with this like you know n- nuclear family having some lunch outing at a marina or something, with this weird object in the middle of the table, and I was just like, "What?" And That's it's like, like in the middle of like a. I just a, like. Pale periwinkle covers. Yeah, I was just like, "What in the world is this?" I just remember being finding that image really kind of captivating, and like, "What is going on?" Uh, I guarantee you, put the song in the car. Okay, yeah. you're gonna play it again. I mean, yeah. it just rocks. When you're you also gonna break the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've gone into cliche, but yes, man alive. All right, well, I just want us to rock. So. Well, do so wrong. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I would like to rock. Thank you. All right, Chris. Well, you get to rock too. So, where would you like to take us? Oh, thank you. Well, actually, this song is more of a groove than a rock. Fair. But um, we're going to return to uh, David Bowie, who I mentioned uh. at the top of the show um, in 1976. Really not in his peak physical health. It's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's bad. laughs> He was basically on death row. He had moved to Los Angeles. He uh, was pretty heavily addicted to cocaine. And milk. And, and drank and milk. And drank nothing but milk and ate nothing but peppers, which is... What, I mean, what goes better with yes. milk? So um, anyway, he uh, was skeletal and gaunt and pale. And he also starred rather believably as an alien in uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth that year. But he also recorded Station to Station, which... While he doesn't quite remember recording, apparently, is one of my favorite records of his. I mean, easily easily top yeah. two or three. It's mm-hmm. just weird, and there's all sorts of weird Kabbalah shit in it, and it's it's a great record. But among all of the sort of weirdness, there is this song, which is just a beautiful, funky uh, groove, and it's, uh, it's called Stay, and... Uh, I just love it. I think it's fantastic. And I think uh, just to call out two musicians who are really incredible on it to listen out for is um, his longtime rhythm guitarist, Carlos Alomar, and uh, his bass player, George Murray. They're both ridiculously good on this. I would encourage people to also go onto YouTube and find the, uh, the video of David Bowie performing Stay in 1978 with Adrian Ballou on guitar. It's really incredible. Great song, great album, not great health. David Bowie, 1976, take it away, Tommy.
time fading out of this it's just so unbelievably great it's a great it's example of, yeah great song yeah. great album my favorite of 76 yeah. only six yeah. songs the, the thin white duke you know uh yep. somebody was saying you know i think a writer wrote about sort of this era of you know a thin white duke was you know this hollow man who sang songs about romance with an agonized intensity while feeling nothing mm. he was dry ice disguised uh, as fire that's great. Yeah, I mean, it's it's true. I mean, Bowie's talked about that. Like, if people, he always thought people were misconstruing the character as being like some dashing international sort of like uh, rogue, but in fact, he was like more like death. You know, like a good-looking version of death. Uh, yeah. It's really, it's it's a really cool chapter from his life uh, and career. It's it's, it's such a the one he doesn't yeah, remember. Yeah, but it's such a, it's, <laughs> the album is like so, yeah, it's so right. new, like layered and, and weird and fascinating. It's really cool. If you want to do a David Bowie weekend, I would recommend checking out Cracked Actor, which is sort of this very dark documentary of that time period. And then check out Moon Age Daydream, which is an absolutely exquisitely beautiful documentary. I've seen A very one. loose and experimental, but it really captures the spirit of David Bowie in a really special way. and. Um, and you know, I, I, am this is one of my favorite songs by David Bowie. It's, it's, it's a deep cut, but it's a song that somehow it's, it reminds you of like when you curate really well and you have really talented people around you, no matter where you are, they will step up. And I feel like this is a good example of where like the band really stepped up and gave him the, the space he needed to still shine within this incredibly difficult chapter of his career. It's, it's really a stunning story. And as good as it is, he was about to like the next year. He was about to launch. Yeah, he he launches into like the three great records in Berlin. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. There's so many like chapters of his career, and they're all like so great. It's not like he never really had a moment where it was. I mean, you know, you can say what you want about some of the like the the two thousands, yeah, or whatever. But I I mean, I love Let's Dance. I think it's a great record. Totally. It's only problem is that it's popular, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's like, so, um, by Peter Gabriel. It, Derek has still never listened to so. Yeah. I was hoping he'd, <laughs> look, I'm not going to criticize him for not going out and buying. So, but, um, cause he did go out and buy that Grant Hart record. So uh, <laughs> oh, that's, true. I, that's true. Well, as an update, I did buy the record, but I haven't, uh, on vinyl, but I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. It's true. I got a rainy Saturday. Maybe I'll do that. All right. Well, you're up. You're up next, Eric. What do you want to? You okay, I'm up. So Bowie well, Zeppelin. What could be next? Rolling Stones. I know, right? Well, I mean, in some Stones, baby. in some ways, someone is just as foundational as as those bands to me. You know, while '76 was a little thin, you know, for sort of the punk and you know early new wave, um, you know, that we grew to love. It was still uh, the year of one of my favorite records of all time, which is the Modern Lovers debut record. I, I love this record. And, you know, in some ways it was, um, you know, kind of, I feel like maybe hearing Roadrunner or some other stuff really early 
was the first time I had kind of had that feeling, except for maybe like a Velvet Underground song of like, oh, there's these different things out there that I don't know about. And this is a little chunk of it that I'm hearing and I have to find what else there is that's like this. I know this particular song, uh, I'm Straight, from that record is just an anomaly in the respect that like, you know, this is, we are in the midst of 70s excess. 70, you know, like this is like, could not be farther away from the, you know, coked out thin white Duke. You know, this is an anthem to being sober, uh, essentially. But it also has this sort of line, this conversational line in it that some reason sticks in my head. And I, I kind of think about it all the time with the beginning of the song where he's talking about picking up and calling this girl to say, hey, I'm I'm not like this hippie Johnny guy who's always stoned. Uh, he says, you know, I called this number, uh, you know, a few times already and uh, I put the phone back in place. And then it's just this little like parenthetical, I put my phone back in place. And the way he says it sticks in my head so much. And I just something about that one line just drives me insane. I love it so much that it's just this moment that is just so undeniable to me. I don't know why, but for some reason, that one little line in the song just kills me every goddamn time. But I love the song. You know, we've all known a hippie Johnny and we've all wanted to take his place at some point or another, or maybe we've been hippie Johnny, depending on the point <laughs> of, uh, in our lives. <laughs> Who's to say? I'm not going to judge. But, um, you know, this is the masterful Jonathan Richmond with Jerry Harris and Ernie Brooks and David Robinson from uh, their debut record, uh, The Modern Lovers, and the song is I'm Straight. It's deep cuts. I called this number three times already today, but I, I got scared. I put it back in place. I put my phone back in place. I still don't know if I should have called up. Look. Just tell me, why don't you, if I'm out of place. Cause here's your chance to make me feel awkward and wish that I had never even called up this place. I saw you though today, walk by with hippie Johnny. I had to call up and say, how I wanna take his place So this phone call today concerns Hippie Johnny He's always stoned He's never straight I saw you today, you know, walk by with Hippie Johnny Look, I had to call up and say I wanna take his place See, he's stoned Hippie Johnny Now get this, I'm straight And I want to take his place Now look, I like him too I like Hippie Johnny But I'm straight And I want to take his place I said, I'm straight. I said, I'm straight. I'm proud to say. Well, I'm straight. 
want to take his place. Now I've watched you walk around here. I've watched you meet these boyfriends, I know. And you tell me how they're deep. Look, but I think if these guys, if they're really so great, tell me why can't they at least take this place and take it straight? Why always stoned? Like hippie Johnny's I'm straight And I want To take his place I'm certainly not stoned Like hippie Johnny's I'm straight I, And I want To take his place I said I'm straight they would reform and play this and we can get a whole stadium of people just shouting along to the song oh my god he's so great jonathan richmond there's no one like him yeah he is sort of a singular singular person i mean i sort of didn't follow him to his more kind of uh kooky muppety um thing that he kind of went to like you know i mean he he's an incredibly sweet earnest guy um, but for there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I, you know, musically, I didn't follow him. Um, I love his country on record. That turn, you know, nothing wrong with it. But everyone listen to it. <laughs> I mean, I will, but I won't enjoy it like I enjoyed this. This is this is guess, a so. great song from a great album, and I haven't listened to this song or this album in quite some time. And I was there with every piece of this song, every lyric, every everything. It, it's just so part of your dna if you listen to this song this album at a certain yeah. age it just it like it's like a tick it just it just launches on you and, uh, yeah gets a piece of you this is one of the if you have like you know if you're collecting vinyl this to me is a record you need to have in your vinyl collection and listen to it on vinyl it's just such a special experience and i uh, yeah thank you for bringing that back that is beautiful i love it Got the shirt on. All right. Well, I'm closing oh, out the show tonight. I know. I know. If we if we hadn't let Derek do this, oh, I don't want to. So think, I don't want to think about what if would happen if we jumped you in line for the Modern Lovers. You'd be like, <laughs> oh, I, sh- I should have. We'd it. be like, the, we'd be like the Native American crying that single tear in that trash ad back in the seventies, <laughs> probably the seventy six. Bringing it all, it all back. Been, it would have opened up the hell gate. It would have been. See what he did there? Trouble. Well, yeah, but no, it's good. Great song. Well, I promise I'd play a song that I heard in 1976. Um, I'm curious about that. Yeah, so so my dad is a Marine. So it's not from the Muppets. I'm it not is, buying it's it. It's not a Muppet song. 
So my dad's a marine biologist and he used to travel a lot. And I didn't see much of him when I was a kid. In limnologist, he would go for like six months at a time. And he went to Jamaica to do some studies of waterfalls and scraping sort of algae off of waterfalls, which is his jam. And he came back. So he does go chasing. As one does. Is this going to be TLC? Good night. Uh, it's been far too long since we brought up TLC. I got to say. <laughs> no. Is this going to be a reggae song, Tom? It's going to be a reggae song. All right. So he goes to Jamaica and he comes back with the album Legalize It by Peter Tosh, which he okay. gave to me. Hey now. Yeah. Now, in addition to that, he also gave me a T-shirt that he'd gotten probably at the airport that said Ganja Farmers Union, which I promptly wore to school. And I believe yeah. it was Dwight's school at the time. And I was sent home for it. Did I didn't know. It. Did he? Like, I'm just supporting <laughs> right. the union. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> Did he know what this shirt was or did he just buy it and give it to you? Like he liked the color, the pretty colors. You guys it. know my dad. Um, that is probably the case. Like, I don't yeah. think he understood what the Gunches Farmers Union was or why there'd be a problem with it. They were it. just I, pro worker and he was totally political convictions. And I don't Great. think he knew what was being legalized either. I'm, so he thought it was gua. He thought it said guava. I'm surprised that the administration at the Dwight School uh, in 1970. <laughs> yeah, that's a Yeah. You got to give them credit for that. Yeah, they said they sent me home with a shirt and uh, I was told that it was inappropriate. But I did listen to this record. You're like, legalize it. It could, it could be, be anything. anything. Put in Is it inappropriate because I'm colorblind? Does it clash with what I'm wearing? Well, I didn't want to play like the big single from it. And the album itself, when it got released, was banned in Jamaica. And that, of course, made it into a huge hit. So everywhere, it just became a big explosion. And the main song that you know is Legalize It, which is an incredible song. It's the first uh, solo record from Peter Tosh when he left the Whalers. Um, the same year, Bob Marley did a solo record under the Whalers' name, and Bunny Whaler also did a solo record. But this is Peter Tosh's, and I love this record. Uh, the song I'm going to play is called Burial, and it's the second song on the album. And I hope you dig it. Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. Okay. 
Peter Tosh's voice is my favorite one from the Whalers. He has such a warmth and sort of a strange kindness to him. It, it's tragic how he died. He died in 87 on a, a botched um, home invasion. He had been helping out a guy who had just come out of jail, and the guy decided that he wanted to rob him and basically shot up the place and killed several people, including Peter Tosh. He died very, very young. Just sort of one of the tragedies of, of living in Jamaica in the 70s, or actually in the 80s as well. Obviously, he died in 87. You would graduate high school. But anyway, just this song I really love, and uh, hopefully you guys liked it. Yeah, and props to your dad. I know. (laughs) um, For his support of both Ganja Growers and... He's uh, ahead of his time, as always. Whalers. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about further listening. You guys have some favorites you want to kind of share that we think we should also look at from the year 1976? Sure. Chris, why don't you start us off? Okay, I'll do it. This is by no means a deep cut, but it is a great album. Not just the obvious hits on it, but it, it feels like a very 1976 album. And you're going to laugh, but then you're going to listen to it and you're going to be like, you know what? He's right. Uh, it's Boz Skaggs' Silk Degrees. It's a great record. And Low Down and Lido Shuffle and uh, it's a honey. And Boz is uh, Boz. Is Boz. It, it's a great record. I highly recommend it. Silk Degrees, Boss Gag. Yeah, co-sign on that. In fact, I think in a lot of ways, like, Lowdown is the hit from that record, but the other songs are different variations of that idea in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's almost like he was honing in on a specific kind of sound, and Lowdown is kind of like the the, the penultimate, the perfect version of it, but yeah. it's a whole record. Derek, do you approve of Boss Gag's Yacht Rock, or are you still anti-Yacht Rock, even when we're talking about Boss? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, I don't know. I'm alright with Boz. Why not? I got no truck. I got no truck with Boz. Yeah, let's tip it. We're doing the Yacht Rock show. That's uh, no. sad. <laughs> well, Derek, you're up next. What's your further listening? What do you recommend? Uh, I guess... Um, Al Stewart. Al Stewart. Right. You're the clown. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll recommend some badass lady, ladies called the Runaways, mm. you know, who have, actually have a connection to my last pitch, uh, pick where um, Kim Fowley, who produced that, that uh, song from the Modern Lovers, also, you know, essentially kind of put together the Runaways. You know, they were an all-female band at a time when, you know, like all-female, like hard-rocking band was like you know, not really well accepted. There was a lot of really kind of nasty misogyny going on with the way they were marketed and 
and the way they, you know, were kind of pressured by their management to dress certain ways and act certain ways. But like, you know, it's had like, you know, just a young, incredibly badass Joan Jett in this band. And the song Cherry Bomb is just an undeniable kind of creepy, but awesome tune. Um, and Lita Ford. So- yeah, Lita and Ford. Lita Ford, yeah. you know, I mean, they were they were incredible. They were really good, and you know, I think at a different time they, uh, you know, might have done something very different. But you know, obviously, certainly Joan Jett and Lita Ford went on to have pretty successful careers. I had such an undying amount of respect for for Joan Jett. Now that that's an amazing documentary. You see that one, mm-hmm. the Joan Jett one, mm-hmm. just this absolutely beautiful relationship between her and her manager. Like they're like a married couple that aren't married at all but that's uh, such a sweet documentary but uh yeah the runaways go for it nice billy what did you recommend for the listening well i've been sticking with the really obscure bands so i'll go with another uh, heavy hitter the rolling oh, stones Jesus, um, <laughs> but really just a particular song it's a lesser known song from their 13th record black and blue She's not my favorite album. They lost mick taylor so it is a lot of keith richards and he gets really groovy and really funky in the opening track, Hot Stuff. Hot, hot Stuff's stuff, a good so song. Check out Hot Stuff. It's it a, is it's a great, a thin great record, tune. Though. It is. Stick with Hot Stuff, though. You'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> they do Hot Stuff. Stick and with Hot tomorrow. Stuff and call me tomorrow. I'm going to recommend a record from uh, Jorge Ben from Brazil. He put out a record called Africa Brazil, which I think is just a masterwork. Were you listening to this I in was 76? Not. I was not. I, I picked up on this later. But um, he was sort of beginning to merge uh, Afro-Brazilian sounds and American funk around this time period. He had a lot of stuff about sort of African awareness in Brazil. Uh, there's a song called uh, Ponta de Lanca Africana, Umba Baba Rumba, which you guys might know. Yeah. It's yeah. A, about a, about <laughs> I actually a, do know it. It's a great know. tune. It's on that. I listen, on I listened Trump to that guy. today. Yeah. It was I liked it. It's, I liked it's it. It's a great song. Song. No, but, Exactly. <laughs> but when Tom goes, which you may know. How? <laughs> yeah. Chris, you know it, right? I do know it, but it was Thank funny you. the way you said it. <laughs> <laughs> or anyway, as my... you may know it in its native Portuguese, well, I don't need to yeah. tell you. Jorge <laughs> yeah. Ben strongly recommended Africa, Brazil. <laughs> Well, if anyone's still out there, um, <laughs> let's talk about social media. How can you find us, Billy? We are on uh, the gram. We're on Facebook. Just search for Deep Cuts Lost and Found. You can find us and check us out on Patreon as well, where we do uh, another bonus round, which we'll be doing next. So you get access to that content. And we also have made it so that you can hear it on Spotify if you're a Patreon member. So you can hear the bonus shows on Spotify now. So that's exciting. And we're going to do one more round of our favorite songs from 1976. That will be our bonus show coming up next. Let's do the vote first. I'm going to rattle off what we just played, and then everybody's going to pick their favorite discovery of the night or their favorite uh, rediscovery, as it were, from 1976. Billy opened the show with the Flaming Groovies Shake Some Action from an album with the same name. Chris came in with Pear Ubu out of Cleveland, Ohio. On the Surface is the name of the song. Uh, from Dub Housing, at least that's the version that I was able to play. Derek played the 101ers, uh, Joe Strummer's previous band to The Clash. Keys to Your Heart is the name of the song from 1976. I played Tafo, Karya Piar, featuring Nahid Akhtar 
From the sound of wonder, the first wave of plugged-in pop at the Pakistani Picture House, a wonderful compilation if you want to do some world music. Billy came in with Led Zeppelin grounding us again. Nobody's Fault But Mine, one of the strong tracks from a Presence, a maybe weak record, but it's uh, an amazing song. Uh, Chris came in with David Bowie's Stay from Station to Station, just a masterwork. I agree with you, I think it's the best record of the year. Derek came in with the Modern Lovers. I'm straight from their debut, Modern Lovers. Uh, and I closed it out with Peter Tosh, previously of the Whalers, uh, his first solo record called Legalize It and the song Burial. Is everybody ready to pop their vote into the chat? Fantastic. On a one, a two, and a three. Are we missing one? <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, but it's not, it's, it's not going to affect the results. So let's see. Derek. Derek has Derek two, has two votes. No, both Modern no, Lovers. Oh, same yeah, yeah. song. Sorry. Yeah, same so song. yeah, Derek, you're the winner. Congratulations. Straight. I'm straight. Yep. All right. Well, we will be back again next week. We're going to be going, I think, forward in time, right? Are we at two th- 2006? Forward, sure. Is that the next one up? 2006. Yeah. So that'll be next. And we'll do some theme shows as well. On behalf of Chris sure. Nashawadi, Derek Brain, Bill Federko, myself, Thomas Golubich, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll have Rich Air back as well. Thanks for tuning in. It's Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. We'll catch you guys all soon. Peace. Peace.